standing up in McKinney. This is According to Callus. And it's Friday. So today is going to be episode 368 coming in March the 3rd. And I am quite frankly recording this before Chris Ann Hall's uh, talk on Thursday night. It's going to be a Friday five. We're going to touch base on church, people, state, and education. And I'm going to link them all together with five separate points. So please join me after this word. Yes, the word is please share, subscribe, and like the show. Help me out here, folks. We're building an audience. We're staying active. We're being involved. We want to make a difference. And this platform, as it continues to grow, is making a difference. I have opened up my uh, opportunities for basically any candidate that would love to come and put their message out. I'm happy to do an interview with them, set up some time. Unfortunately, as of yet, haven't had anybody take me up on it this election cycle. We'll see what happens. The people that I interviewed all won. Just saying. I don't think I had anything to do with it, but you know, it sounds good. (laughs) That average is better than many people who uh, campaign manage. So I'll take it three for three. All right, so here we go. Uh, number one, now that you've done your point of like, sharing, subscribing, and if I wow you this time, go ahead and make some comments and uh, rate the show if you would, please. All right, number one, church and the people. Okay, church and the, well, I already, I already did this. So we're going to go with church and the people. So I heard stated uh, this last week, that COVID showed that the people had a very shallow faith. Now, when I first heard that, I got to say, uh, mm, mildly irritated, surprised, taken aback, however you want to phrase it, but it's a fair assessment. It is. But the flip side of the coin is the church was also shallow and didn't take care of their flock and didn't lead well. So it was a twofer. The church let the people down and in turn, the people have let the church down. Both sides are wrong for different reasons and the same reason, really. You have faith in our creator, God, right? We subscribe to believe the uh, Lord Jesus Christ came to earth, sacrificed his life uh, for everyone, and those that chose to take him up on that were predestined, preordained, however you want to go in there with your theology, but those people, he paid their price. So our faith is supposed to be in him. Whatever happens to us is not going to be beyond his control. Yet, the church chose to subjugate themselves and close and not support their people and not lead their people and not show good faith to their flocks. The shepherds were AWOL, perhaps. Now, on the flip side, now that the vast majority of these churches have decided, well, we need to open back up and we're going to get back to normal, you know, doing the square scare quotes here, uh, the people, they're not engaged. 
And they're a little upset about that because the people aren't coming back. The people are not enthusiastic. They're disappointed. So, yeah, the people, we should have been stronger. We, we should have been of stronger stuff. That's on us. That's our responsibility. Um, I'm sure I've told you all this before, but I was a, a small group leader in a youth group while that was all going down. And even though my church shut down for an excessively long period of time, my high school boys chose to meet with me every Wednesday night and we parked ourselves in the parking lot at my church and we met and we discussed the Bible and different things that are related to biblical teaching and how I should live my life in the future. And what are my, you know, how do these things apply and what are these principles? And we did that. We didn't need the building. Don't get me wrong, for a good chunk of that, it would have been nice to either had heat or air conditioning, but we did it because we were a community. We didn't need the building, but it would have been nice. Churches are both a community and a building. And I think a lot of people miss that. I think the flock got lulled into a sense of security. And then when that security blanket was ripped away from them, they didn't know what to do. And that was an opportunity for the shepherd to meet with the flock and guide them into the way forward. And, you know, we got all this poo poo from the, from the big Eva telling us, yeah, well, you don't really need this. You can do it on your own. Was not convincing. Not at all. Fortunately, there were a few pastors out there that had had enough and did the right thing and opened the church up and led by example. And those people flocked back in and those people got reinvolved and those people are leading by example for their families and their communities. The rest of the churches that are also rands are having to play catch up. And I find it ironic that they're blaming the people that they didn't lead and set a good example for, for failing to follow. Disappointment, but it goes both ways. Accurate, but overlooking. It, it, they broke community. Both sides did. And that's my opinion. <laughs> because after all, if you're tuning in, you know this is called According to Callus. And everything is based upon my opinion and my understanding of events. And occasionally, just occasionally, I might get something wrong. And that's on you, the audience, to catch me and call me on it and bring it to my attention. And I take that in good stead. Hmm. So one moment as we transition to number two, number two, church and state. What is that relationship? How does it work? Well, the idea of separation of church and state based upon a letter written to the Danbury Baptists who were concerned about the state impressing from the federal level, right? The federal government impressing on states that they must support a specific church that they might, that they would disclude all the other churches. They were not enthusiastic about it. In fact, they were very concerned. And the reality is, is every independent state actually did have their own church. I think except for one plus Rhode Island. I don't think they did, but so 11 of the 13 states, the first states had some form of a state church. But they didn't want the feds coming in and telling the state what to do. Now, I'm not enthusiastic about that either. I think the church should influence the state 
And I think the state should put what I would say appropriate rules in place to not allow for certain things to happen under the auspices of being a church or a faith or a religion, i.e. human sacrifice or things that would otherwise be illegal. But that's where it should stop. And when the two get together and you have, let's call it, very bad things that happen. And when the church runs cover for the state, when the, when, when the church protects the state, when the, when the church steps up and tells everybody Romans 13, Romans 13, Romans 13, like some kind of mantra that everything the state does is A-OK and you must obey, that's not good either. But on the flip side, the state shouldn't be dependent upon the church selling people on the idea that the state is doing the right thing. The government should be doing the right thing. The government is supposed to be concerned about the general welfare, not as in welfare payments, and that, but in the idea that everybody that lives within that state or that government is to be not abused and protected, to respect their rights, to protect their liberty. That often gets overlooked. So then the next Part. So part three, if you will, this is going to go quick here, right? So you've got the church and education versus the education and state or state and education. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty certain we can make a good argument that compulsory education has not been good for anyone long term. So once upon a time, the church was deeply intertwined with education and scholars were born up and raised within the church education system. And while some of you out there might be concerned that, well, they're teaching them things that don't prove out by science. Oh, we're going to go to that old canard again because the science can't be proven out for science. And they literally make stuff up under the guise of it being science and then try and sell it to people because they call it science where it takes almost as much, or let me rephrase that, It takes more faith to believe many of the things that science has dreamed up as an explanation for something than it was to just say, hey, well, God did it that way. But that's okay. If you want to believe that as your religion, I'm not going to stop you because I respect your individual right to do that. So if churches or independent agencies or groups want to run their own schools, provide their own education, that's a good thing. Now, the argument is, as well, the poor, right? The downtrodden, they're not going to have access to the same education. They're not going to have educational opportunities. Well, that may be true and false because there were all sorts of opportunities that were created by the people that did well within those communities and they looked after their community and they had a vested interest in building and protecting their community. And it was only when the government stepped in and overrode that, that the church, unfortunately, didn't tell them to go pound sand. When I was a young man, all the private schools in the city or the area I grew up in were predominantly Catholic schools. And there was a few Lutheran schools and there was probably even a handful of independent, we'll call them non-denominational Christian schools. And then, of course, there were a couple of private non-sectarian or non-religious schools. There's plenty of space for all of that. But the problem is when the church isn't doing it, it makes it very hard for people that aren't wealthy, that aren't 
in a position to afford to give up a good chunk of their income in order to put their kids in that. When the state, which now we're transitioning to the next part, right? The state in education, when the state is there taking a large portion of your money under the auspices of educating the next generation, when, quite frankly, they're not doing a good job at it in most cases. As a matter of fact, the people that dreamed up government education had zero interest in actually bringing out good people that could think on their own and benefit their community. They were more concerned about uniform, basic education so that people could take orders and be good factory workers or better yet, better cannon fodder. And now if you don't believe me, which I've told you time and time again, do your own research, double check me. You can look into the founding fathers of government education, hmm? Horace Mann, John Dewey, and the whole Prussian system out of Prussia. And for those of you that don't know what Prussia is, that was Germany before it unified under largely Prussian leadership and then got vanquished in World War I by England and us. So, their whole job was to create good little soldiers and good little factory workers. That's not necessarily what is the flourishing of society. That's not necessarily what is the best for the community as a whole, but it does establish a baseline. And when the state controls education, who benefits the community or the state? Now, the same really couldn't be said when the church controlled education because a vast number of the people that went through the church education never actually went to the church or joined a different church or went their own way. And there really was no legal recourse for them to rein them in. But the state does. The state can and does enforce their will on everybody that goes to their educational program. So I ask you, Given your choice between the two, which would you rather have running the education? Now, I know, I know there's a lot of you. No, that's not fair. There are some of you who might be listening to me right now that are not fans of religion. You are not fans of Christianity. And then I would just kindly remind you that this country wouldn't exist without religion and without Christianity. For all of its flaws and for all of its shortcomings, it wouldn't be here. And if you look to everywhere else in the world and you find one place that's better, put it in the comments below. And I mean, overall, I mean, I'm certain that Singapore is probably economically more free than we are, but do you really want to live in Singapore? I don't. That comes to Texas, sweet Texas, we're supposed to lead the way, but under Abbott's rule, we just follow the other guys. It's very disappointing. So, so we started with the people in the churches, and then we transitioned to the church and the state, and then we went at education, education with the state and education with the church, and now we've come full circle to the state and the people. And herein lies the linchpin. Who's the sovereign? Who's supposed to be the one making the decision? Who's the one that's supposed to have the ultimate authority? Well, if you're an American or you're a Texian or Tejano, you know the correct answer is we the people. 
we the people in order to establish right i'll save you uh we created the constitution the constitution was put forth to set down the groundwork of how the government was supposed to work at the federal level and that it was going to have certain enumerated duties that it was going to fulfill based upon what we the people through our individual states gave them the blessing and the powers to do and the things that we didn't give for them to do we kept at the states or at our level and the problem is we the people have been going to state education and now we believe that the state is the ruler of all we have supplanted the church with state we've had education run by the state and now we're surprised that the state wants to dictate the terms of our very existence are you tracking along here ladies and gentlemen do you see where the problem is so just a brief recap on the friday five we've talked about the idea that people in churches or the church and the people uh the church and the state the church and education the state in education, and now, ultimately, how does the state impress that upon we, the people? Everything has been upended. It's said that we live in an upside-down clown world, and if you've been following along in five points, five, five simple steps here, we've elaborated how it is that people giving up on the church, the church um, being excluded from the state, which, okay, that's, a, that's not a terrible thing, uh, the Church giving up education, the state coming into education, taking that over, and now they're wanting to basically rewrite everything so that they're in charge of us. And coincidentally, if you look across the broad spectrum of all those that think they know what's best for we the people, they come from the hierarchy within the state, within the state-ordained businesses, whether it's IT or government contractors or uh, what do they call it um the war machine or or higher learning and honestly even some sellout church leaders they all come together and they meet at these little groups and they determine what we should be doing and what's best for us and the most disappointing aspect out of all of this is the so-called church leaders that think that they should put us in a position that we're subservient to the state and to the wishes and whims of man, as opposed to focusing on the guy that they are supposed to be representing. Right? King Jesus. Now, does anybody see any problem there? I do, but like I said, that was my Friday five. I hope you found that hmm, at least thought provoking, interesting, something to start your weekend off with. And I'll be back next week to continue on my process of pulling out and finding the hope in everything. (laughs) Sometimes it doesn't seem like it's there. But then I look and I see an Ashbury is not the only thing that's kicking off right about now. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping next week I'll have some additional information to pass along that maybe will take you past your qualms about one specific revival and consider that perhaps, indeed, there's more than one thing going on and perhaps the Holy Spirit is indeed at work and we're just not seeing everything or we're being shown mm, things to be discouraging because 
That's what the state does. And with that, this has been another week of According to Callus, and I will see you on the other side.